Hi, it's Sam Clear here, one third of Sons of Thunder, and you're about to listen to an interview that we recorded in December of 2019. We have concluded season one. We are currently recording season two, but we're about to play two interviews, the first of which is with the wonderful Nicola McDermott. There is, however, an elephant in the room as far as this recording is concerned, and I have Nicola on the line right now. Nicola, how are you? I'm going well, Sam. Thank you. Excellent. Now, that elephant in the room, of course, is that we talk about Tokyo 2020, the Olympics, and that is no more. Yeah, so um, they have made the decision. Well, we're talking about May at the moment. Uh, So far, the Olympics is going to be postponed till July next year. So the same dates as as it would be for 2020, but it'll be in 2021. Uh, They didn't want to change the actual name of 2021 because the amount of merchandise that they have spent on the Olympics is ridiculous. So um, (laughs) it's still the 2020 Olympics, but in 2021, as far as the athletes are concerned. Was it initially a very difficult pill to swallow or was this a case of this plays into your court quite well? Um, I think for me, you have the excitement of the Olympics. It's like, yes, I've just trained all all this time and now it's postponed one year. But for me, I was quite excited simply because I'm quite young in the sport and it seems that every month I'm making new improvements. So my chance of getting a medal for the Olympics, if it was postponed one year, is in my favour. So at the moment, I'm looking at that type of perspective of going, you're not only going to be there because of qualified, but you're going to be in a lot better shape than which you would have been this year. Okay, well, we're with you and we're really hoping that we get to see you uh, not just on Instagram, but on the on the big screen really soon. Uh, before we get to your interview, <laughs> can I ask you, put you on the spot here, what's been your biggest blessing over the last few months? Wow, I think the biggest blessing that I had in these last few months is having the time to rest and consider where I'm going to go because I've been on the road so much and it's all been just me trying to catch up with all the changes that have gone on. I've had time to actually appreciate everything that's happened and get clear direction, especially in prayer of where I need to go for these next 10 years or so. So yeah, I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to, to have this time that I would not have been able to make these big decisions on the spot. How good is that? Brilliant. Well, Nicola, thank you very much. And without further ado, here is the interview that Marty and I conducted in Father Dave's absence. Father Dave was away of the wonderful Nicola McDermott. Hello and welcome to Sons of Thunder, the podcast where three friends get together and one of them ditches us occasionally. Bit of a change up for today's show. Joining me in the studio, Marty. How are you? Sam. Good, thanks. Good to see you again. Yeah. That's an awesome awesome U2 t-shirt you're wearing. And it was an awesome concert, apart from the end bit. Apart from the end bit where you left early. I did. And in the studio with us is not Father Dave Callahan. Hello, not Father Dave Callahan. How are you? I'm well. (gasps) Shock horror. (laughs) Welcome to the studio, Nicola McDermott, who you're going to meet as we head into uh, the podcast today, has done some quite extraordinary things but before we get into that can i just i looked up on itunes because i had false impression when you sent me something you implied on this text message that it was up online already so i went into podcasts and looked up sons of thunder and found three other podcasts called sons of thunder one sons of thunder one's the sons of thunder and one sons of thunder something podcast or something and i just maybe i feel maybe someone should have checked this before we named ourselves I feel that's a bit redundant at this point, though, because we're so many episodes in. You need a cool artwork. I think that's the way to do it. Because as a millennial, as a young person, all right, I'm probably the youngest one in the room at the moment. You need to have there's something actually, that catches no, there's the no eye. There's no probably there's about no probably. it. I'm pretty sure, Nicola, that you could double. Are we double? Yeah, we're close. To, yeah, yeah. We used to be young. Used to, we were soldiers <laughs> once. <laughs> Actually, I like the idea, though, Nicola. We could have um, our faces on it. That might, that's easy. Sons of Thunder. 
with do the, you agree that our faces would could make good artwork if look if, that'd be memorable because no one else would be having that <laughs> <laughs> oh does this mean we have special guests on the artwork as well are they well, in the if background? you do, then you can just pull stick me as figure. a really long stick, stick figure, but just like <laughs> bending over a high jumper. And they're just like, what is that? Okay, it's so like episode... So Nicola's no, beginning oh, intriguing, to intru- introduce intriguing herself. Intriguing introduction. something to do with a high jumper. What's and, that and about? And a tall oh, stick figure. Yes. <laughs> so let's start with that. Nicola, how tall were you when you were in grade six? Six foot. Marty, how tall are you? <laughs> <laughs> Less than that. <laughs> five nine and a half, but I like to say five ten. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and thank you. What would you would you finish at? Six two. Six one and a half. Six one and a half. We'll say six two to round it up. So you wearing shoes? So six you. Two. So you've only grown two and a half centimeters since grade six. Yep. Grade eight was when I finished. My growing. <laughs> since like my- grade six, I've grown like a good eight inches, right? Okay. Well, could you imagine the terror of like having someone in your class at six foot and you weren't <laughs> in your six? So I'm six foot five. So I'm Look, it's not a competition. <laughs> but Just I, I didn't hit six foot until the end of year 10. Mm. Which does feel like the normal route to six foot five. But that's incredibly tall for grade six. But you put it to good use, Nicola. I hope so, yes. So you are currently the Australian Commonwealth Games bronze medalist? Yes. Woo! Golf clap from Marty. Yes, and well, until the next Commonwealth Games, which is in 2022, we can. And I think Sons of Thunder will be rolling by then. We can, we can definitely... Um, should be we should have the we first should, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, still that. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Now, here's the one of those odd, peculiar moments in life in that whilst you may be exceedingly tall compared to Marty, you do actually have the bronze medal in common. Because I, I have a bronze medal as well from the Commonwealth Games. Which is quite extraordinary. But Marty... Not actually, you did much of the work, did you? Well, I didn't actually do the racing. I mean, my wife did that. Yeah, yeah. You took care but, of the kids. You know, we, what's hers is mine. So I <laughs> consider that I have well, two medals, actually. What's the other one? Uh, World Cross Country bronze. Team wow. bronze. Oh, nice. Mm, that was a harder race. No, I can't. I can't back that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicola, what was, your, what was your journey to Com Games? Well, I suppose being a high jumper... Well, I think so. The Commonwealth Games in 2018, I was 21. So and where was that? Uh, Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. So, an Australian right. one. It was awesome. In the lead up to that, I'd made my first international world championships in 2017. So, it was just the steps stepping up. And then before then, I was doing world university games and world juniors and doing um, just doing the process through that. But I started high jump when I was eight to nine years old and got introduced to it when being tall is a benefit. Six eight, foot. Like eight Ooh. steps and you land on a nice soft mattress. I just fell over the bar at that stage and was breaking state records. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is good. So, yeah. It's difficult though because I know people who are taller than us and they are not athletic at all. Mm-hmm. I know people who are taller than me. Back well, to stop. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... If you saw me try to do basketball, I'm a, I'm a lost cause. I can't do it. I, I just, and also, it's just, your body's, just because you're tall doesn't mean you're good at sport. Hmm. The, the amount of people come up to me and say, well, if I had your height, I would have done this. And I'm like, you could have had my height. You know, it's... Well, it's, you, could have had, you could have had that uh, determination. Yeah, I think... When, so is high jump training like sprint training, where you just go and do a couple of stretches, a few run-throughs, jump over the bar a few times, make that stretch out to two hours and then go home? Yeah. Or is it like running training, where you go and run until you puke? Neither. <laughs> high jump is... Okay, unlike the sprinters, we do more than just two, two reps and then go home and fix our hair and then um (laughs) the the long distance runners no we don't we don't even go close to that threshold of to the point of being sick it's like practicing a skill i think it's more to do with just consistently building so if you've ever learned an instrument either of you learned an instrument before uh i have yes i've current i have just started piano lessons okay 
See, well, I, I did I did piano lessons growing up, and I find that the similarities of you need to do consistent work every day, and something that you couldn't do the last week, the next week, all of a sudden it becomes natural. Mm. Well, that's high jump is just consistently doing. I, like if Check you saw that. my training, it's not like all pretty and oh, okay, now I do one jump. Like it's lots of gym work, it's lots ugly, of running, ugly training. Yes, that nobody gets to see videos of unless I post them. You know, <laughs> Which, actually, I did the other day. You posted one of you jumping around in a circle. Yes. And someone had posted underneath it, I want to sing Ring a Ring a Rosie. Yes. Rose, Ring a Ring a Rosie. Is that the song? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and I just thought, can you not see the grunt on my face? Like, this is not fun. <laughs> but also, <laughs> the but the skill of making every foot plant perfect and uh, making every technical skill perfect to be able to get up to max speed and nine steps and then look at a high jump bar that's a lot taller than you and then going 100% horizontal speed and then get it to vertical you guys catch a lot of planes you know like the it's it's tough it's, well, it well, i used tough. to high jump i know what yeah. you're talking about yeah i wasn't that good at it which is amazing sam because it's like six foot five you'd think why not but oh no i could jump i just wasn't i wasn't i think my problem was it's just too fat i wasn't overly flexible he's not really yeah. fat i'm not no <laughs> i could dunk a basketball Yes. Quite easily. In fact, I could do trick dunks. I could jump. My problem was, you know, when you get that nice big arch. Alley oops. Could you do alley oops? Yeah, I could. Yeah. I, I, you mean throw them to other people? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I couldn't get that. I think that was my problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's the thing that you need pr- progression because if you saw me as like an eight year old, I was just falling over the high jump bar. But I, like I think as a you've coach. just compared me as a young adult to you as an eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When because I was eight, I was, I was like you. Well, as well. well, if if you had an eight year old <laughs> piano player and they're just like, and you're like, I don't know how to play with both hands. They're like, Oh, I got over that last week. You'd be like, Gee, thanks. <laughs> but but it's Unless, a skill. Now, Marty, what was your journey to Com Games Olympics? Well, I, I took a job with the government so I could get paid whether I turned up or not so my wife could train. <laughs> and I uh, looked after our kids. And it all just sort of happened pretty easily after that, you know. Mm, not sure Donna would agree totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's half the battle is having somebody actually support you, like have a community around you. Well, like thank my, you. Thank yeah. It's the first time I've ever been acknowledged. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Marty, without you... No, it's not. With, I've heard you in the media. No, it's not. <laughs> But without support, you can't you can't do it. I got recognised at a service station once. Really? I was filling the car up, and a lady walked past, said, "Oh, oh, you're the husband of Donna. Oh, I think it's wonderful what you're doing." And I thought <laughs> this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> Nicola, Marty's wife Donna was going over to Belgium to compete in mm-hmm. the Diamond League. Yes, Brussels. Yes, which you have just recently competed in mm-hmm. as well. But Marty and the kids had already spent some time over in Belgium or France or somewhere with Donna only six months earlier. And Marty had to break the news to the kids that mum's going back to Belgium, but unfortunately we aren't going. They were going to come up to my parents' farm, which is near a little community called Bracknell in northern Tasmania. And we we're going to do some work with my dad on the farm. And Marty had to break the news to the kids. Millsing, maybe. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. It was I fencing. It was... We were fencing. Was that the... F- okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember, remember we, we used to... We gave yeah. the kids... That's staples right. And so said, you're going to put, put two staples on, on the top every of every post. <laughs> and they took it for a couple of Ks. Yeah. They were great. Kept it, them going for about an hour and a half. It tied them out. They worked well together. Hmm. Amazingly. So mum's going to Belgium and we're going, going to, to Bracknell. And one of your kids said, oh, thank goodness for that. We've already been to Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> so up to the farm they came. Uh, but Donna had a very different journey to what Nicola's just spoken about because... Donna had already had children. No, so similar in terms of, you know, junior success, junior championships, Australian championships and that kind of thing. But I'm sure you'd you'd probably understand this. It takes 10 plus years to develop your talent to a point where you've got to start off with a talent base. You've got to be good at what you're doing. And then you've got to train every day for like 10 plus years in order to get to the point where you can compete with the best in the world. Mm-hmm. and for distance running that's two sessions a day for 10 years right so donna was uh exhausted you know after by the time she was i don't know 23 24 or something having just trained for since grade seven or something you know really solidly and took a couple of years off and uh, a few years later yeah our, our 
oldest two kids were born, um, and she got back into got back into running. Which um, was more a case if she wanted to get out of the house, yeah, um, rather than she felt the need to go to the Olympics. Yeah, that's right. I um, remember coming home one day and she was sort of going nuts with with little kids, and uh, said, "You got to do something. You got to do something you enjoy. You know, go out, go and go and I'll look after the kids." And then she said, "Oh, I'm going to go for a run." I thought, "No, <laughs> do something fun." But she did, and yeah, it was probably only it was less than a year later she was at the Com Games. So love that. Yeah, mm. yeah it's good. But enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your PB at the moment, Nicola? One point nine six meters. Oh, for height. And what's? Oh, right. Okay, well, yeah. that answers that, <laughs> that question. <laughs> so you can jump over him. We're not going to do it in the studio today, Marty. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> I saw the light in your eyes <laughs> and I just took it away from you. <laughs> Dashed my dreams. Uh, All right, so <clears throat> big question. In that, Nicola, professional athlete and working towards, you have now qualified for... Tokyo 2020 Olympics. You say that as if, is this the correct answer? Yeah, yes, that is yeah. correct answer. Well done. Thank you. So you're off the Olympics in how many months? Five? Uh, July next year. What's the, uh, seven. what's the qualifier? The automatic years. qualifier was 1.96. Oh, and wow. so I'm into the Olympics now, as long as I do well at the national championships and don't get injured. So, But I could literally sit down on the couch all day until the Olympics and still be allowed to go to the Olympics, let's say. But why on earth would I do that? Why wouldn't I train every day so that when I get to the Olympics, I can look back and go, man, we had such a good preparation. And then I think this is the same as faith. If I have chosen God and I've chosen to follow, follow Jesus, accept the gift of grace, would I then just sit on the couch and do nothing with it and then get to heaven? Or would I make the most of every opportunity so mm. I can look back when I get there and go, man, I had a good crack at that. Is this right? You quit high jump? At one point? Or were you um, on the verge of picking? I was on the verge, right. yes. So what, what tipped you back? I think for me, I was I was going so a bit like um, Donna. You just train, train, train. You're not getting the results. But also in sport, it's quite all-consuming because everything that you eat, you sleep, you compete, it was all mm. about I need to make the Olympics. I need, I need to do this. I need to do it because I'm tall. I need to make the most of it. But then I got really exhausted doing that and went... I've just I've pursued this and I got to the point of pursuing that over pursuing God. I tried to leave my faith behind purely to get high jump. I once said to Donna, Marty's wife, that sport was an endless pursuit for perfection in a field that can't save the world or your soul. And wow. Donna, Donna just looked at me and said, that makes you sound bitter. <laughs> I would say Spoken like truth. a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, all right, I'm going to give up. And then God's just like, why? I'm like, oh, because it's just not satisfying. He's like, why don't you do it out of the satisfaction I give you? And you go out there and mm, you just jump so out there. of freedom. Nice. And so now I'm out there jumping. And whether or not if I had to give up high jump, I know I had a good crack at it and it was fun, but my whole identity isn't in that anymore. So when I do a high jump, I'm not like, if I don't make this bar, I'm going to be embarrassed in front of 70,000 people. I can look at that bar and go, yeah, but what if I make it? Like, and then let's get a uh, clap going. Hope's a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. Good thing. What's the hashtag you put? Is it jumping for? Jumping for Jesus. Jumping for Jesus. J for Jack. (laughs) Is that that something that you started doing or was that something that you'd already seen around? I don't even know. (laughs) I think a few of my friends were. So you're willing to claim it? I'll, look, I'll claim it. I'm definitely not the first claim and definitely it. not the last, but we can get it, we can get it going. <laughs> and you've got a little good group around you now. I do, yeah. My, my, I feel my best friends in the sport are so strong in faith and they, they remind me of if I get carried away with, oh, I need to win this competition. They just slap some sense into me. <laughs> so it's great. You need to have friends like that. Unlike Sam, I haven't met you before. Yes, um, so, I just what? Tell me more. How do you? <laughs> About what? Oh, good question. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not really prepared very well. Tell me about how you came to Jesus. Great. Um, so, being six foot in year six. Oh, you were closer to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my! I just I grew up. And you can imagine if 
Where? Like you have kids. Imagine Sydney. if they're just a little bit. You come from Sydney. I come from Sydney. Yes, right. I'm a central coast of New South Wales. Oh, yeah. So, um, Gosford. I've grown up there my entire life. I was going to say Woi Woi, but yeah, Gosford's no, actually Woi Woi, yeah. Actually, Woi Woi. Yeah. <laughs> you, you tried to tell me Gosford, but you actually come from Woi Woi. I'm actually from Tascot in between Woi Woi and Gosford, smack bang in the middle. Right, it's smack just, down. Yeah. It's like a spiral. Just keep going. Well, actually, it's not Tascot. It's actually... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hopefully I get out of there one day. But <laughs> oh, come but on, you're moment. doing Diamond League in Europe. I think you're getting out of there. Oh, yeah, of course. Just but like, nice if you want to live at home your entire life, it's... Oh, dear. Sorry, um, his question. So my question, so being 11 years old or so, however old you are in year six, I walked into a new school. My parents put me into um, a Christian school in year six. And I just remember going, why would you start me at a school in year six? Because you're the only person walking in. And when you walk into the school, I thought, I'm just this tower in this probably my skirt length was like three times the length of um the height of the, 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 other, height of the other ones and you know did you, did you have any nicknames at the time um daddy long legs oh yeah okay but the apart ori- from the, that the original grade six classic classic yeah. well so i uh, so i walked into there just sort of getting ready you know when you have when you go in as a kid you're just like all right what have i got i'm like well you're good at sports you're smart you're funny like people are gonna you're just gonna have to make you're gonna have to survive it was like survival mindset and I walked in there and I remember walking through the school and went, oh, these people are quite nice. Um, and then I dropped my headband and a boy Surprising. in my class. Yeah, a boy in my class just went, oh, like you dropped this. Um, it's so far down for you to pick it up. Would you like me to get it? <laughs> They're like, he's like, I didn't want you to lose it because it's your first day. Like, let me take you to class. So had this not been your experience at the previous school? Absolutely not. If I, oh. um, if I would have dropped my headband, a guy would have just come and flicked it at me or something. So just growing up and just never... You went never to Marty's school? Oh, it's I like, feel, Marty? I feel, I feel accused. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I just, I never grew up in my entire life, never grew up with that feeling of being loved and or not having to earn it. But I walked mm. in there and the entire class, they welcomed me with open arms and they loved me. And it wasn't an act. It wasn't just, they genuinely loved me. And I went, what is this? And they said, we love because Jesus loves us. And I went, sold, who's Jesus? And from mm. there, um, I, I learned uh, that school was really good uh, in developing um, my relationship with God and just never really looked back. I just knew from that type of love, I thought, how could someone possibly love like that? And being 11 years old, you're like, I've experienced so much. I was like, not really. But I'd experienced enough to see what true love was and I'd found it within that day. True love. <laughs> Have you seen you the Princess Bride? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Maybe you're gonna have I think to we brought this down. up previously. There's two kinds of people. There's people who have seen The Princess Bride and there's people who think it's a romantic girls' film. And which one are you, Marty? I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, come on, all these plane flights you do, surely it'll be on there. Trust me. Uh, it was. It was recently on something. On. Well, but funny thing is, Marty was the equivalent in my life as that school, believe it or not, was actually meeting someone. Not that Marty loved me but he loved god more than anyone that i'd ever met and that, that i was i was second year no third year uni at that yes. point i think yeah so i yeah i left school i worked on a youth mission team in sydney for a year before coming back to uni interesting actually i um i didn't go to uni i, I got into uni and i didn't go i went to this mission team for a year and then towards the end of the year i rang up the uni and said you know i'm uh I'm, I'm, back. I'm, I'm ready to come, you know, I'm, I'm back. And they go, no, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. you gotta, you got to apply again. Go, what? <laughs> so I don't think I actually told them I wasn't turning up. So anyway, and <clears throat> which I got in again because I had good marks and that. But they changed the HEC system in that year. Oh. So uni, if I had just deferred it properly, uni would have cost like five grand total. Oh. And as it turned out, it cost like five grand a year. So, yeah. That was a Ouch. sloppy mistake. Stuff up. <laughs> You're studying too? Yes. Nicola? I'm doing biochemistry. And I've got two more subjects left and I'm counting down. Actually, I'm not because I won't be able to do a job with the amount of travelling I'm doing with high jump. Or with a degree like that. Or with a degree. Oh, I, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> with a degree in biochemistry. 
You could be a high jumper. You can be a high jumper. <laughs> so what is, the sciences have always fascinated me. Like, what is biochemistry? I feel like I understand what biology is and what chemistry is, but when you put them together, like, what? what? Oh, honestly, what? Um, I'm still learning it too. Uh, biochemistry is like in the body, you might have the systems in the body, which are the most microscopic systems. So how proteins are formed together. Genetics is in biochemistry. Did you look at DNA? Um, DNA, yeah, of course. So in the oh, genetics... Of um, course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so DNA, mm. uh, molding, modelling mo- modeling the, oh, the, the moulds of it, fats, um, biochemistry of the body, so the metabolism. I did biochemistry purely because I was like, I want to be a nutritionist. And the nutritionist at Sydney University was like a 98 ATAR. But I thought what I'll do is I'll do a biochemistry undergraduate and then transition into a master's of a dietitian. Oh, classic education classic. industry plan. Um, you know, yeah, mapped it all out. And then I realized I don't think I want to be a dietitian anymore. <laughs> and that was about second year into university. And I went, but I've already started biochemistry and it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Even the doctors, they're like, oh, biochemistry. I'm like, I know. They're like, But you're doing it. You've chosen it. Like, I know. But taking but, a step back and looking at it from afar, yes. you initially wanted to help people eat. Yes. But now you spend a lot of your time. And this is... So, eating. Well, Sorry, actually, not that much <laughs> as an <laughs> Olympic, Olympic high jumper. But I met you at... A, you came to one of my talks. Yes. And then the next few times that I've seen you are at your talks. Yes. So whilst you don't help people feed, eat, yes. you help them to feed spiritually. Well, I think that's You've the thing. You've gone down that track. Oh, I, yeah. Well, I think the whole thing was... Food that'll last? Forever. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I'll raise a glass, a wine glass filled with water to that, Marty. Always, ching, ching. I'll raise an empty wine glass. <laughs> it used to be filled with water. I know, but that's the thing. I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, look... Nutrition is important, especially as an Olympian. Okay, my game plan was in year 12, studying for the HSC. I said, okay, make it to the Olympics. Get a biochemistry undergraduate so that you actually know the science behind eating. Do a master in nutrition, write a cookbook, get famous, and then have a food safari channel where you're just going around Europe eating olive oil and telling about the health benefits. It was a great plan. I was like, all right, so we're going to start on the biochemistry. I'm just going to cut straight to the cookbook. Yeah, and but now I'm just like, Nicola, that's not really helping people. Well, I mean, it is, you know, you can learn how to cook mm. and things. And especially since I'm Croatian background, food is a big part of life. So there's two kinds of cookbooks. Yes. There's, there's the old cookbooks, like the Nursing Mother's Cookbook, and those ones that are in like red or blue, little A5 kind of thick books yes. that have like... Recipes. recipes in them mm-hmm. and if you want to cook something you don't know how to cook it you look it up in the index there's so many in there like date scones and you go to the scone section and it'll tell you what to put in date scones and then there's modern cookbooks which are mainly about pictures of food and you might get 10 recipes in a book mm-hmm. with exotic ingredients that you don't have that you're not actually going to use you might cook one of these things once and then realize it doesn't look like it does in the photo yes and then you keep the book on the shelf for people to look at when they come over for coffee or something. Yes. And these things are called with the same name, but they have totally different functions. I, I agree. You know, the thing that annoys me is when you go online to look up a recipe and you have to scroll for a solid two <laughs> minutes because they're just like, oh, and this is a one. photo. No. It's like, and then Barry tried the dates that I'm putting in my scone. But this is where we sourced the dates from. This is Jared. He's a naked, na- and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to hear about Barry. I don't want to hear about Jared. I don't want to hear about the the photos and what what lens you use. I just want to know, is it two cups of flour or one cup of flour? And yeah, no, I I'm I'm with you on that one. So Marty's half Italian, but embraces most of it. Mezzo italiano. <laughs> so is your mother or father Croatian? My mother. Excellent. My mother's Italian, and you tend to. Um, my observation is when you're a half caste like we are, <laughs> that um, if your mother's Italian or, in your case, Croatian, then you get because your primary, your mother looks after you more than your father, and the second person, most important person who looks after you is your mother's mother, your maternal grandmother. So you tend to either get all this culture and, in our case, cooking, or a woggy surname, but <laughs> but not normally both. Whereas we have two Max here. You're both Max. <laughs> <laughs> Fist pumping on a podcast doesn't translate well. 
I, I, are we allowed to say Olympian yet? Do we have to wait until you go to the Olympics? Oh, we'll just say As an Olympic yeah, qualifier, yeah. off to the Olympics. Do you have anything special in your diet? Uh, no. Because I know you've been... You've got <laughs> lots of olive oil and lots of meat that, and yogurt and vegetables. Like, that's like pretty much his hot, diet. Because you're a high jumper, do you like like eat rabbit and kangaroo and stuff to be <laughs> To get the, point, the bounce? Get, yeah. oh, no, no. No. no, she likes no. IPA beer, mate, because it's really <laughs> hoppy. <laughs> uh, I think the special part of my you diet... You dietary regime... <laughs> The, the you, special part of my diet is not eating a lot of the food that most people would usually have. Pizza's a superfood. <laughs> Marty's on it again. <laughs> that could be your cookbook name. Lasagna, pizza, superfood. Oh, sorry, you can ask a question. Uh, no, I was, I was going to say, I, if I was to do my cookbook, if it ever came out, which it probably will you know what? I'm not. I'm never going to say never. It was going to talk about the recipe and then talk about the system. So I was going to learn a bit of biochemistry, what the body does with it, and the processes of like how to structure a plate. And then from an Olympian's background, you know what what we eat on a cert on the international food food circuit when you've got a buffet, how to structure things, your your um, the way that you approach food and try and get healthy eating habits whilst getting these section so i'd have a recipe book and it'd have the first part would have all the recipes in it second half would have the science behind it third would have like the adventures so it'd be Nicola, like this sounds like a school textbook sounds boring <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i'm not going ahead with it but to me i'm like this sounds amazing so um i think you should do one with marty do a cookbook the croatian italian the half cast <laughs> <laughs> So um, Usain Bolt's Big Mac before winning the Olympic final, is that, is that not? Blocked? No, that is completely, I, I, I endorse that because he was in China and the Chinese, the food courts they gave them were dumplings and stuff. You have to understand Jamaicans have fried chicken more than we have Vegemite and toast. Like that's just what they have on a regular basis. He looked at the food court and went, I don't trust any of this food. So I'm going to Macca's and I'm getting what I know will fuel me. Mm-hmm. And he ate it and he I was comfortable and then he went out and he ran a world record. And I'm Smashed like... Smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did the same on the, the world walk. When I walked around the world, anytime I saw McDonald's, I hated McDonald's before I left Australia. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with it. Um, in fact, in the AFL years, we, we didn't ever go... It was, we were actually banned from McDonald's ever going there. <laughs> and in Tassie, it's small enough that you'd be like, don't let him in the store. Yeah, yeah. They know. <laughs> they see you walk in. All right, um, but it's only a matter of time. When I walked around the world, go on, Sam. Anytime I saw... The Golden Arches, there was a sense of relief because I knew what was actually being produced. You do eat a lot, though. When we, were at bre- when we were at breakfast, the guy came over because they were closing and said to Sam, are you going to get any more? <laughs> <laughs> and he was into his second breakfast. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. You can close up. <laughs> so I had a question for you before, Marty, but you've taken this so far from where we were. <laughs> That's not really going to make sense. I'm just going to jump back to it. Yep. Nicola was talking about in a professional capacity with athletics, actually having people around you of faith and actually having that community and that they, I think you might have said, they even slap you back into some sense back into you when you've become a little bit too focused on just winning and losing focus on why you're there and who's there with you to that sense. In the engineering industry, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you alone? Do you find people that you, you actually form community with? No, fairly alone, to be honest. I, I thought that might be because you offend people. <laughs> <laughs> Look, once you push them all well, away, yeah. there's no removed. Um, I find, especially in the big corporations I've worked for, I find that they're, they're really pagan and designed to be so, to be honest. You know, if, if you, you, you know, they bring out rules around not displaying any religiousness kind of thing. You don't have any rules like that, do you, Nicola? No. Like, like you're wearing a cross at the moment on a necklace. Yeah. You're allowed to wear that. I'm wearing yeah. a cross too. You're just, you're just wearing a your YouTube, high neck. Your YouTube. There you go. Oh, oh nice. look at that. Yeah, thank you. Where's your seven? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. Mine's, mine's oh. oh! I oh, see yeah. your cross uh, and I raise you a scapula. scapula. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a cross in my pocket though. Oh, there it Benedictine. is. Well, you got one Marty just raises, raises you That's up. That's not a raise. Mine's totally. a Benedictine cross. He's raised it a plastic. Yeah, total, <laughs> totally plastic. Pebble where's the, really where's re- the gold? Pebble really well. Don't set off the uh, 
alarms in. Yeah, Marty, you're wearing a lot of silver. Where's the, <laughs> where's the gold? Piss off. <laughs> Um, all right, back to the question. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a, in athletics, it's beautiful because you are you're an individual ath- athlete, if that makes any sense. So you're allowed to express yourself. So I always like when I go into a stadium is that, uh, especially at the Commonwealth Games, I said to my best friend, Nara, she's um, the Australian champion for long jump and 100 metres. Her name is? Nara Nang. Nah. 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 Yes. What's your name, Nah? It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> And especially in Australia, no, no, where you're what's like, "What's your name?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear! All right. Well, nah. Um, I was like, "Oh, so when I get the medal, I was ranked like seventh, and I was like, when I get the medal, this is faith." Um, I was like, "I'm going to be holding the the Australian flag above my head, and all the f- photographers are going to be there. We need to write Bible verses on my wrists because." When people yes. see that... You Bible tats. Yes. And so I was just like, oh, what do I do? I was like, John 8, 36. And she's just like, oh, and it's who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm like, yep, that'll do. And so she's there like scribbling on my, my wrist. And sure enough, every um, photo that I'm holding the flag, you can see it there. And I'm just like prime real estate. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can, you can be quite bold in your faith because you're an individual athlete. It's just, yeah, with sponsors, with um, Athletics Australia, you know, they, they do have certain policies that you might not agree with. But the beautiful thing is I'm quite free at the moment because yeah. we're not a big money sport. Nobody really owns it. Well, said in years to come where you'll have John 836 on one wrist and Puma on the other. No, Puma's on the shoes, <laughs> the crosses on the heart, and the Bible verse is on, on the wrist. wrist. Oh, man, I'm so indecisive that if I got a tattoo, I'd be like, oh, like every single competition, the Bible verse changes. Every single competition. So what, I, what tattoo would on? Get I a texter. Well, that's what I do. I get a permanent texter. And when I'm out there and it's scribbling off in between my jumps and I'm waiting and everyone else is looking at what the other who girls was, are doing. I'm who was the uh, American footballer? John 316. I can't yeah, remember his, his name. Tom Brady? Was that his name? I, don't, I can't remember who it was. No, it was the American footballer. Tom who, Brady's the terminal in LAX. The international terminal. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> I think he was the mayor of LA or something. Oh, oh, whatever. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch. So there was American an American football. footballer. Yeah, who used yes. to write um, John three sixteen on, on his, his cheek, like on his face, zinc just on thing. his cheekbone things. But there was one game where he changed it. Oh. He, he felt God ask him to change it, and he to changed it. And Revelation it is, twelve. It is quite extraordinary what happened in that game. In that, if the ver- I, I, look, can't remember it exactly, but if for, say if the verse was something three, three, thirty-three, let's say it's Philippians three thirty-three. Everything in his stats was he had three hundred and thirty-three yards gained. Um, he was on the pitch for thirty-three minutes and three seconds. It was. Every, every, his entire stat sheet was just 333, and that was what was written on his cheekbones when he ran out there at the start of it. And so everyone was Googling. Literally, that was the number one thing Googled that night, was that scripture verse. Yeah. yeah I should know this story before I start telling it. Yeah, you should it make sure cool. you get the number right. On the circuit, well, sorry, circuit as in... The athletic circuit. Uh, athletic That's circuit, right, no, yeah, yeah, we got, we've got that. Um I might be asked, uh, why do you wear a cross around your neck? Mm. Or why, like, why do you act in a certain way that you do? So, uh, so or, how do you answer that one? Why do you wear a cross around your neck? Well, for me, I can wear whatever jewelry I like. Yeah, why, do you, <laughs> yeah. why do you wear a cross around your neck? Well, if I'm going to wear a jewelry, like, if I'm going to wear a necklace, I thought, I actually want to, I want to bear the cross. That's, it's, it's an outward it's an outward expression of what's already happening inside my heart. And so if anybody sees any kindness, any gentleness, any goodness, I want them to point it back to, it's not Nicola doing it for you, it's Christ in Nicola. Marty, why do you wear a cross tucked under your U2 t-shirt? Because I belong to Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That was succinct. I've, I've been, wait- I've been waiting years yes. for someone to ask me that question. I mean, I wear an open neck shirt with my cross there at work. And, and no one ever. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. How do you pray? 
How do I pray? Daily, I, weekly. Day, how does it go down for you? Not, I think uh, <laughs> when I've missed two jumps and there's one left. No. Please God, please God. Please. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just no. Most of the time when I'm out there, um, no, actually answering your question first. Yeah, regime. Regime is when I wake up in the morning, I spend time with God. And I, I love that. I, that's, that's one thing. I've got a devotional. But the first thing I do when I wake up, I want to I align myself with him. So I have a chat about God, about my day, about what he would want me to see. I'd see the things ahead of me and I would talk to God. I, I'm quite relational with, with God because I just know that he's with me in every situation. So I don't have to be like, God that he knows my needs before I ask them. So if I'm talking to God, so all right, we've got, I'm meeting up with Sam today. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm on a podcast right now, you know, but... Did he, actually, did he tell you that no, before? No. No. No, 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 no. Actually, can we, can we paint the... So Nicola has just finished the Walk Around the World book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had said to Nicola, when you finished that... As, as a, can we just reading your book? My book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just in, case, just in hey, case that was unclear. Marty, you, you I sh- read it. You should. Hey, he's off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I had said to Nicola, when you finish it, let me know because the Road to a Die for a documentary ties in at the end of that. And I said to Nicola, we're going to be in North Sydney. So if you're going to be around, pop by and I'll. I'll bring a copy with me and, and <laughs> give it to you. And it was only, and then of course Father Dave wasn't able to make it today, so I went down to meet Nicola and said, "So how much time have you got on your hands?" And she said, "Oh, I've got a couple of hours." So I said, "So, Ripper, <laughs> want to be on a podcast? Come and sit here." <laughs> yeah, but I thought if I hadn't prepared my day of going, God, whatever you want me to do today, I'm actually I'm going to be set apart and I'm going to say yes to it. And sure enough, as soon as I get all right, podcast, I'm like, all right. Saddle up, we're going on a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and so and that's so. But it's it's every, it's every day. It's it's in. I think the mo- the moment in prayer, it's trying to realize. It's remembering to pray, not just when times time suits. Of like, oh, I'm on mm. a two hour tra- train journey to North Sydney now. It's a good time to pray. Be like, while I'm training, I'm like, good time to pray. Mm. Like mm. while I'm while I'm eating, I'm like, good time to pray. Good time to think about what he's doing in my life rather than thinking about everything else that I need to be doing or could be doing. I'm learning about my identity in God and what he wants me to be doing. I believe in him. And it's like, but why, why, why do you have hope? I'm like, cause I know the character of God. I know his mm. faithfulness. And the more that I read about him in the word, the more that I learn from him going to church, I know his goodness. And so I've chosen to follow and surrender my life. This is a big thing that Father Dave goes on about, hammers on about, is we need to firstly define who God is. Yeah, or even knowing Scripture well enough that you know the promises that God has mm. in there. Again, so the promises of, yeah, I'm going to be here at this time, or in Jesus um, describing in the parables, uh, this is what it's going to be like in the kingdom of heaven. Or uh, you see the actions or the writings of Paul in his letters to the Corinthian church and you and you see it and you read it and you believe it then that starts playing out in your life like you you get to you get to trust what's in the, what's what God has said and then in following him you see that he's faithful all right nicola in getting to know god have there been certain moments that have helped you to actually grow in faith to something that's actually practical where the, where the faith is not a faith based on a blind impulse of the mind yeah. But it is a faith based on action. 2018, I got a Commonwealth Games medal and I'd never been sponsored by the, the government for my sport because they think that once you're, once you're good enough, we're going to sponsor you. We're going to believe that you can get to be the world number one. And as a young person, all I wanted to do was to, to get that. Uh, even as a Christian that believes in God, and after the Commonwealth Games, and I still didn't get selected, I remember like my heart just broke in mm. so many pieces because I said, how, how am I not good enough? And rather than running away from God, I've been mature enough now to actually run to him in times of grief or in times of, of sadness or not feeling worthy enough or whatnot. 
And so in that moment, I just said, God, I don't actually know how to go forward with this because it was just, it sounds so small. It's like, well, okay, well, you didn't get money, but it was the whole, it was all Which around it. massive, isn't it? That, that, yeah. sin, that sin of pride and wanting to be recognised, mm-hmm. wanting others to recognise us is... Enormous. Is huge. And then comparison. Some of us run a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, in, in that moment. <laughs> your idea. Hey. Vain bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to you, Nick. Oh, in that moment, I had the option to have God as the God of comfort. If you look at uh, 2 Corinthians. Um the God of all comfort to actually go, do I believe this or am I going to let my, my pain and my grief be a wall around, around my thoughts and my head. Um, Is my pain more important to me than God? Yeah. But Mm. in in times. Do I love my pain more than I love God? Yes. And like in that moment, it's like, I'm so humiliated and I'm, I'm like, I'm not appreciated and look how embarrassed it is. And then I just see Jesus hanging on the cross and I think, yeah, he knows. <laughs> but even I'm going to look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, you didn't choose this relationship for comfort. If you did, you would have left a long well, time we t- ago. Well, we tend to miss this, don't we? That It's not just a concept, but the point of picking up our cross and following Jesus, not, I came to eradicate your cross. Wow. But pick up your cross and carry it with hope and with joy. Yeah, um, where has it come... Oh, and in Ecclesiastes or Sirach or something, you know. If you be, wish to follow the Lord, my son, prepare yourself for an ordeal. That's it. Is that the one? That's the yeah. one. <laughs> and the beginning of and the be- beginning of Job for man, life is warfare. Mm. Wow. I think we just skim over this a lot. That Jesus yeah, is in the midst of the suffering and walks with us through that. And there's because we just want comfort and good food. Purification and hurts more beer. Mm. Well, you do. Yep. I want more strawberry milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so in that moment, I had a, I had a decision, and that's just one of the the moments. And I decided I was looking to God, and I said, "What on earth am I going to do? I don't know how to get over it." So it's a it's a hurdle that I mean, people have that yeah, oh high jump bar that's too high to jump. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I and I I I looked up, and it was this incredible sunset. It was beautiful. And in the moment, for some reason, there was just all of this peace just came into my heart when I was praying. Mm. And God said to me, the situation might not change, but you can change. And so the peace actually molded my heart to be able to not have that burden anymore. Because mm. his burden is light, his yoke is easy. And just took that off. And for some reason, things that I can't explain, I had peace because he had changed me through that. And I had such a joy in knowing that through faith, I had I had been molded by the experience, not negatively, but to become more like him through suffering. Um, you'd, you'd allowed the Lord to mold yourself more like him instead of trying to mold him to be more like you. Yeah, exactly. Or it's a, a novel concept, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but mm-hmm. even when um, a situation, I, I, know, I meet so many people and they, they have faith in God. I, I was talking to as a woman. As long as the Almighty conforms to my will. Yes. Or just going, I have so much sadness and I don't know why um, this person was taken away or I don't know why this happened mm. to me. And now I've got a bitterness towards God. I'm like, God's goodness extends past your circumstances and situations. It's actually coming to him. Well, I think I've often wondered if this is a big thing, a big part of in particularly primary school, but maybe a little bit in high school as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember being told explicitly that if you've got a problem, just pray to God and God will fix it. Right? Which really what that does, that reduces God to a genie. Yeah. And Jesus walks in alongside us into the suffering. Yeah. Rather than just getting rid of it but but he uh, might fix it by allowing you to suffer and because that's the most and, loving and, thing at and this giving point you the grace to continue to suffer in order to see him more clearly or and because it's actually what you need in order so you're to become you're to pointing be, me in a funny way to be <laughs> to become more like to become more like christ to be multi so you're talking about before about becoming nicola you, you 
actually allow God to mold you to become more like him. Mm. And I think the opposite to that isn't simply just to be yourself and try and conform God, but almost to be conformed to what society says you should be. Yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be molded. Yeah, to be conformed by to anything else. That's like one of the uh, one of the church fathers. No idea which one, Father David. No. Um, <laughs> talked about how many masters have they who refuse the one Lord. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose the it's it's all theory until you actually take that belief and you make it your own. It's all what? It's all well. I mean, oh, theory. theory. I thought sorry. you said Siri. I thought you said Siri too. It's all Siri. Oh, Australian so, accent okay. not coming <laughs> through, obviously. Okay, Siri. Yeah. Does God love me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a faith and action. So it's putting it to practice. I think there's situations mm. where. You can pray for patience, and then next thing you know, you you get every red light, and you are with fast. plenty of opportunities to be patient. Exactly. Or you wanna you wanna love people, and Jesus says it's easy to love your friend, but what about you love people that don't love you? Mm. So the oh. the cash register, and you're like, how's your day been? And they just they completely cut you off. It's loving people without an like without an agenda to. Oh, they mistreated me. So it's it's putting all of that into practice and then realizing, wow, God's really gracious and kind and loving because he's um Yeah, I, I, I it's a it's a hard question. And so cool too when in amongst that there you also see providence. Hmm. So not just I think if I, if it was just a case of you pray for patience and then you are offered moments to actually test that patience. I think I get a little bit become very much a hard walk. But then when you have these sprinklings of providence and you do see God's sovereignty in the world, that, that's the ultimate sweetener. Well, gra- grace is real. It's not, yeah. it's not mm. just a naturalistic kind of thing going on. You pray for things like patience or love and you get opportunities. And if you respond to that, you get what you've asked for. Yeah. Now, we, we're edging. I think we've, we've pushed our time here today. Nicola, thank you so much for your time. This obviously wasn't part of your plan for today. But as you said, the plan was more just to be with God and see where the day takes you. Can I put you on the spot? Would you like to close us off in prayer? I sure can. Please. Thank you. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this podcast, uh, the edits, the bits that were edited out, and (laughs) the the beautiful um, unity that we had in the room today. Lord, I just pray for every person who hears this podcast that they would be chewing over some of the concepts and some of the testimonies that we shared today and if anything rose their spirits up um, in hope or made them question of their beliefs that lord that you would make clear to them the truth and that they can grow in hope and enjoy towards your will for their life in your mighty name amen amen we are sons of thunder. Good night. God bless. Ooh.